Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. It's Dr. Stephanie Fine here with Weight Loss for Fertility, and it is time for us to talk. I love this time. And today, it's dinner time. That's what we're talking about, dinner time. I've done breakfast. That was episode 22. I've done lunch, episode 36, and even snacks. That's episode 44. And the links will be in the show notes to that. So it's time. It's time to do dinner. And I actually have some very strong feelings about dinner. (laughs) And The reason I do is because it's the meal that most people tend to overeat the most. It's the one that can feel kind of out of control. And I'll tell you why and what I recommend instead. Okay, so first we're going to start with some basics. These are three basics, but not in any particular order. So the first one is focus on protein. If you're familiar with this podcast, you that will not be a surprise to you. Focus on protein. Protein is the thing that will last the longest in your stomach and help you feel satisfied longer. We're always looking for that. It also happens to be nutritious and give you a lot of things that you need. So we focus on protein. That's going to be one of the important things for dinner. I'm also going to give a nod. This is the second thing to home cooked. Now, I personally don't like cooking, so there may be many of you out there like that. So I'm just going to tell you that in general, home cooked or eating at home, but depending on where you order from, so I'm just going to talk about home cooked right now, usually there's just fewer calories in it. It may be easier to portion control it. There's definitely studies have shown there's more vegetables eaten if we're eating at home. Again, you never have to cook. So you don't have to, if you hate cooking in order to lose weight, you do not have to become a chef. Some people love it. If you love it, amazing, because that works out really well. And if you don't, and you're like me, you don't have to, but you do have to come up with some sort of plan. So what I'll want you to know for your dinners is where is dinner coming from? Are you eating in a restaurant? Are you eating home cooking? Are you eating like, you know, Trader Joe's type of things where you just pop it in the microwave or heat it up real quick? Or are you picking up? Like whatever it is that you're deciding to do, I want you to know where your dinner is coming from. That's really important. I love planning the food week. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that every Sunday I give you that sweet little reminder to plan your food week. I do think that's so valuable because if you know that you're eating out like four times this week, then it may make sense to have the other ones in. You just get to see what kind of week it is for yourself. So in that way, you, you, you do know where your dinner is coming from if you plan your food week. At least I want you to know in the morning where your dinner is coming from that night. I don't want it to be a surprise. I'll tell you, the surprise is always a lot more calories. <laughs> That's the surprise. <laughs> surprise, a million calories. Now, part of that is because and we'll get into this a little more, of over-hunger. We make terrible decisions when we're over-hungry. So we want to make it easier on ourselves. 
So let's make a decision when it's easier to make a decision. That could be the night before, the morning, or even once a week. That's a really easy way to make decisions. And then if we just stick with it, then we don't even have to think about it. Our brain loves that. It doesn't like to exert effort to decide things. If it's already decided, done. It's happy with that. So focus on protein. Know where your dinner is coming from. And a slight push for home cooked, but remember, I'm never pushing cooking. (laughs) So just have a plan for your dinner. And then the most important one, this will be number three, but really it's the most important one, is, you guessed it, hunger scale. The most important thing about dinner is honoring your hunger scale. And it's the most tricky place to do it. For some of us. For some of us, it's not. But for some of us, it really is. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But remember, we're going to want to eat at negative two and stop at positive two. So you might be thinking, it's so hard to do that at dinner. It can be. And I'll tell you why. Now, this is the the tricky part is, is the dinner. And I have a potentially controversial view on this because dinner is where most of the overeating happens. It's the meal that's most vulnerable to being pushed timing-wise until after dinner and if you work late and something comes up or you're waiting for someone else or it's just so easy to become over-hungry. And that's anything lower than negative two. So negative three, negative four, negative five. Negative five is absolutely fainting. And But negative three and negative four are a problem for us when we're trying to stop at positive two. If we get past negative two, it's very hard to stop at positive two. Okay, that's that's just true. Over hungry leads to overeating, period. And that's that out of control dinner feeling. Like if you've just felt like you've, you've just had to eat, keep eating, keep eating, keep eating, it's be often because we've gotten over hungry. There's another reason here too, we'll talk about in a second, but most of it is that, especially that sort of desperate feeling around it, that's over, you've got over hungry and now you're overeating. And that's a, like a biological hormonal thing. This is why we want to train ourselves to eat at negative two so that we could stop at positive two, which is satisfied, not full. We don't want to get full at dinner. We want to be satisfied with dinner. Okay? And I know there's lots of pressures to eat later. Like you want to finish work or you're meeting someone or, you know, your partner or or you feel like that's where you're, that's where you guys connect and you relax. But if we only give ourselves the break at the end of the day, and that's when we finally let ourselves eat too. You can see how it, it combines into food equals relaxation. It's just a setup for disaster. And you may experience this all the time. And this is the problem that we're connecting. Like we race through the day just to get to dinner because that means we can relax. But really, it's a separate thing. It does mean we can relax. But dinner has nothing to do with relaxing. Dinner is about fueling your body but we conflate the two and that can lead to problems for us and overeating is the problem. 
So I want to say that ideally, hunger scale trumps all when it comes to dinner. Meaning you eat when you're hungry, no matter the timing. What? I know. I know. You're thinking, you want me to eat dinner at 3 p.m.? <laughs> Maybe. So let, let me let me tell you what I'm thinking here. Ideally, you're having dinner when you're hungry because you're you're honoring your body's needs. If you're hungry, your body needs fuel. Now remember, we're talking physical hunger, right? So we're not talking boredom. We're not talking any emotional eating. We're talking your body needs fuel. If you have a good protein-rich lunch, that should get you a number of hours, okay? And we want to eat when we're hungry and stop when we're satisfied because we're we're training our brains to obey our bodies in that way, to listen to the needs of the body and give it what it needs. So you're, if you're consistent, consistently listening to your body, it sets you up for this long-term success with weight loss and maintenance, right? And this is why this works in pregnancy, right? Because when you're physically hungry and you're pregnant, and that may be towards the end more often, you, you are used to giving your body what it needs. You fuel your body. That's what we want to be doing all the time. And so if you get hungry early, then in my opinion, that's when you should eat. Because developing this skill, the skill of being able to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're satisfied is vital to the weight loss and maintenance for forever weight, to be able to be at the weight that you want forever and enjoy yourself and eat well and not have to deprive or restrict. So if you're waiting until you're over hungry, especially every day, you're undermining this whole process. And I always refer to the fasting studies. So the studies they did on fasting and the and the positive benefits it has on insulin levels, they had the people eating from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Many people, if they fast, they'll fast from noon to eight or something in there. Now, if that's when your body is hungry, I'm all for it. If it doesn't get hungry until noon, amazing. I never want you to have breakfast if you're not hungry. But the studies, what they showed, people eating from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., and they weren't going to bed at 5 p.m. They were going to bed at normal time, like 10 p.m. They did not get hungry after 3 so they ate their, when they were hungry it's from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And when they stopped at three, had their meal, their dinner at 3 p.m., they were not hungry the rest of the evening. And they think some of that has to do with circadian rhythms, with daylight, with that sort of thing. That's, that's what I think. And I personally have experienced that too. If I eat when I'm hungry, I'm not hungry later. Now, if it's six, seven hours and you're still awake, yeah, you might be hungry. But it, you, you won't be hungry two hours later if you're eating a protein-rich meal and you stop when you're satisfied. So I, I'm just telling you this information to sort of uh, get, get you thinking about this sort of thing. Because the fear could be if you eat too early that you'll be starving later. That usually isn't the case if we're if we're listening to our bodies. You're of course going to know you. Tr- this is something to try, always. 
Anything I'm suggesting here is just something for your personal body to try. You may be like, yeah, it doesn't work. Fine. But it's something to try. And I know that there's a connection with circadian rhythms and eating. So eating late at night, there's many reasons why that's not great. One of them, of course, is being over hungry. Others uh, are that you go to sleep soon and you can have um, acid reflux, you could not be digesting, you could have, you know, be uncomfortable. So in general, it's not my favorite. And I, I do think an earlier dinner makes a lot of sense biologically. Okay, so you have the biological issues of timing with dinner. But then you also have, and I talked about this before, your emotional needs with dinner. Now, your emotional needs aren't really with dinner. They are with work and the end of your day and connecting with your partner and um, like feeling like you had a hard day. So this idea of the, a break after work and you, the dinner is your reward, we do not want to think like that. Corinne Crabtree talks about you're not a dog. We don't get give you a food treat for doing well. It's so true. We don't want to treat ourselves, to praise ourselves, to reward ourselves with food. We want to eat food when we're hungry and stop when we're satisfied and we reward ourselves with other things like, and the best to me is self-praise, like an a girl, like a, I'm proud of you. And I actually have a whole episode on that. That's episode 24. Go back and listen to that one. That's a goodie. But we want to have an internal system of reward so that it does not have to be food. Because food is fuel. It's tasty fuel, but it's fuel. It's not reward, entertainment, consolation, coping mechanism. It is those things in our society, but it's not supposed to be. It wasn't designed to be that. And when it is anything other than fuel, we gain weight. Because we don't have an external, we don't have a reason to stop. With hunger, we know when to start and we know when to stop because our bodies tell us. But if it's a reward, how much reward do we give ourselves? It could be endless, and sometimes it is. And that's when the gallon ice cream, you know, container is the, it tells us when to stop. That's not a way that supports our bodies. So we need to see if we need a break. What is it that we need at the end of the day? Maybe it's a bath, maybe it's a sitting down, maybe it's a talk with a friend, a partner, maybe it's a walk, maybe it's a nap, I don't know. I mean, there, like, there could be many things, but what we need to do is ask ourselves, what do I need? If you're over hungry, food is the biggest answer that screams out at you. But you may also need a, a break. And we wanna deal with those things separately. Now, here's the thing, if you start, to eat earlier, then you may have a lot of time at home after work. What are you going to do with that time? Especially if you used it, if you used it to eat and sort of to eat entertainment. So you're going to need to have a plan for that. Preferably something you love and enjoy at least part of the evening. 
So what we want to see is that we have emotional needs and we have bodily fuel needs and they are separate. So we don't actually want to eat as entertainment. That's not what food is designed for. Now, our society wants you to think that it's fun and entertaining, but it's a biological necessity. Eating is fuel, food. It's like peeing or sleeping. It's something you have to do to make the body function. And luckily, it can be tasty, but it's not primarily an entertainment. It's tasty, but we don't use it as entertainment. We want to think of it as fuel first and tasty second. So it's not that it's gruel or something terrible, but it's, it's a biological necessity for our body. When our body needs fuel, we give it. It happens to be tasty, lucky us. But we don't want it to be entertainment first and nutritious second. Because a lot of the ones that are entertainment aren't that nutritious, frankly. Again, our society wants us to think of it this way, but that's not appropriate for bodies. And that's how we get stuck overeating and eating more than we really want to and get in habits that don't support our weight loss and maintenance of the weight loss. So we have to start thinking of how do we entertain ourselves? When I start working with someone, one of the first questions I ask is about hobbies. And of course, you can imagine so often we've lost our hobbies. But hobbies are so important. So important. It's one of the ways that we can entertain ourselves. We're, we've fueled our body. We're no longer hungry. We have a couple hours. What are we going to do? We're not going to be eating mindlessly. So we're going to do a hobby or we're going to go for a walk or do some exercise. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to go outside. We're going to tell stories or listen to stories or watch stories. We're going to do our hobbies, the things that we love doing, creating. We're going to pursue our interests. That's what makes us us. This part of the things that we find interesting and we like to do. It's really actually a very important part of our lives. And we often just relegate it to eating. We want to eat, we want it to be enjoyable and tasty, but we want to be able to have other parts that are that we can entertain ourselves with that are not food. And we need this. So we have to be intentional about it, plan for it, try things out. If you don't have a hobby, time to try. Let's try stuff. There's plenty of things online to try. There's there's so many free things. One of the things we can do is to think about what we loved when we were young. It's a great place to start. So separating out emotional from bodily needs at dinner is the most important. We've had decades of conflating them, decades. So it could take some time to retrain ourselves here of fueling our bodies with food and then entertaining our brains with something else, not food. Now, I remember when I was first introduced to this idea, this was so many years ago about the eating is separate than entertainment. And in my brain, I now think of it as a podcast, but actually I learned about this before podcast. So I'm sure it was an article of some sort. 
And it was about a supermodel. (laughs) And she was talking about how she ate. And of course, we're, you know, I was very interested to hear what she had to say. And of course, as it turns out, she's a naturally thin person. And we've, I've talked about naturally thin people before. They have this thing with the hunger scale. They naturally do it. They would, ne- they would never get over hungry and they would never dream of overeating. It just would not occur to them. It just, they, it's almost impossible for them to overeat. It just makes no sense. So she must have been naturally thin. So she talked about that she only ate when she was hungry and she she didn't say stop when she was satisfied. That's the assumption. But she only ate when she was hungry. And so the person, I think it was an interview, would ask, oh, what if you're going out to dinner with someone? And she said, oh, I would just eat when I was hungry and then show up to the, to the meal and, and have a conversation with them. So she would sit at the restaurant. It was a date is what she was talking about. She would show up to a date and she would not eat. And it made perfect sense to her. This, there was no drama in her brain at all about that because she was like, I'm not hungry. Why would I eat? So fascinating. That was that, I remember it so clearly. It was the first time I was like, whoa, <laughs> amazing that she felt so comfortable having conversation at a restaurant without food. I mean, absolutely. So my point here is that it's completely possible. So if you want to, you know, connect with your partner and that's something you do around dinnertime or after work or whatever, and there's different schedules, you can eat and then you can connect while the other person's eating, or if they eat first, and then you could just connect when you're eating, or you could eat separately because you're someplace else, and then when you can connect, you can deliberately, intentionally connect without food. I know this is radical, and I'm not saying you have to do it all the time. And of course, the other way to do this would be that if you get hungry early, you could have a snack. So the episode 44 is snacks. And you can eat at negative two just until zero as opposed to eating to positive two. And that can give you more time. You can see over time that that may end up with, you know, more calories than your body needs. Although it may not because it could also save you from overeating. So just, it still may be more than your body needs eventually when you're down to, you know, you only have 10 pounds to lose. But it can definitely save you a lot of calories if you otherwise would be over hungry for dinner. So ideally, we're eating when we're eating meals when we're hungry. If that can't happen now or ever, you can have a, a protein-rich snack and then have dinner and still eat when you're hungry, stop when you're satisfied. So that's the other way. But I introduced the this idea of like with the supermodel that it's possible to separate your body's needs from your brain's needs or your heart's needs. And it works. So here's my dinner recap. Follow the hunger scale as much as you possibly can. Focus on protein. Know where your dinner is coming from. And entertain yourself with things other than food. 
and you get major bonus points if you plan that too. If you plan your evening entertainment, that makes it so much more likely you'll do that and not resort to snacking. That's dinner, my friends. I would love to hear what you think about this. <laughs> you can always find me on Instagram at Stephanie Fine MD. And then if you want to work with me and see how this can benefit you, please reach out. You can lose weight with me at my website, stephaniefinemd.com. And I am sending you so much love. Until next week. Mwah. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous. Fabulous.